Hello and welcome to the fourth episode in our series and today we're going to be talking about auxiliary treatment. My name is Hiroski and I'm joined today by Edward St. John. Hi, so looking at the 2018 NICE guidelines, they say a variety of things and we'll try and unpack them and look at the evidence behind them. So they start with 1.4.6, offer auxiliary node clearance to people with invasive breast cancer who have a preoperative biopsy-proven lymph node metastases. They go on to say, offer further auxiliary treatment and auxiliary node clearance or radiotherapy after central node biopsy to people who have one or more central lymph node macromets. But they go on to say you can discuss the benefits and risks of having no further, sur no further auxiliary treatment after primary breast conserving surgery within clinical trials where available with women who have one or two central lymph node macromets and have been advised to have whole breast radiotherapy with systemic therapy, which may include endocrine therapy alone. So essentially, what mice are saying here, that in a node-positive axilla, that's node-positive after a central lymph node biopsy, your treatment options are clearance or radiotherapy. Now, if we look at radiotherapy to the axilla in a bit more detail, the 2011 ABS guidelines, they also advocate radiotherapy as a valid alternative treatment to auxiliary lymph nodes. And they say to use these in patients with a low burden of auxiliary disease. So where does all this evidence come from? Well, the landmark paper here is the EORTC -E AMROS trial, published in the Lancet Oncology in 2014 by Donker et al. And here, radiotherapy or surgery of the axilla after a positive central lymph node in breast cancer was looked at with a randomised, multi-centre, open-label, phase 3 non-inferiority trial. So this was a randomised trial over looking at five years of axillary recurrence. It looked at just under 5,000 patients that were randomised, almost 50-50, to axillary node clearance and axillary radiotherapy. The eligibility was patients with T1 and T2 primary breast cancer and no palpable lymphadenopathy. Treatment was non-inferior versus surgery for five years of axillary recurrence. Decreased lymphedema rates, i.e. clinical signs of lymphedema for auxiliary radiotherapy versus auxiliary lymph node dissection at one year, three years and five years were looked at, with a 50% reduction from 23% to 11% in clinical signs of lymphedema at five years. But of note, of that group, they were only looking at a quarter of the participants, and this was only significant at the five-year mark and not before that. However, and importantly, lymphedema rates did not translate into clinical significant difference in quality of life scores, which they also recorded, and those were arm symptoms, pain or body image. So although there may, at five years, have been a 
um, 50% reduction in lymphedema, that didn't translate into any clinical meaningful uh, significance with quality of life scores. Another important thing is this study was underpowered to show non-inferiority. There was a higher instance of contralateral breast cancer in the radiotherapy arm, and we'll include the links to the papers within our podcast details. Hero, what do you think about this? I don't know, I think it's really interesting, especially that the study was underpowered to show non-inferiority. The lymphedema rates didn't translate into clinical significance at five years, and the high incidence of contralateral breast cancer in the radiotherapy arm. It should also be noted that within the AMROS trial, the patients um, had a really high nodal yield, and the majority of them underwent level three rather than level two axillary dissections. And that would automatically increase the potential of morbidity in the surgical arm, favoring uh, radiation in terms of the development of lymphedema. Nonetheless, it is an interesting landmark paper. Now, this was preceded by two earlier trials, the NSA-BP-04 trial and the French trial. So the NSA-BP-04 trial looked at auxiliary recurrence rates after 25 years of follow-up, and this was 4% in both the clearance group and in the radiotherapy group. The French trial had 15 years of follow-up, and this actually showed better auxiliary control in the group that was treated with auxiliary lymph node dissection. This was 1% versus 3%. So, in terms of radiotherapeutic axilla, overall, it is advocated by NICE, it is supported by ABS, and there is some evidence supporting it, but I think there's some ongoing work in this area, isn't there, that we'll talk about a bit later on. Thank you, Hira. So the next thing that NICE recommended is it said discuss the benefits and risks of having no further auxiliary treatment after primary breast conserving surgery with women who had one or two central lymph node macromets. So this is really talking about auxiliary de-escalation. Um, and where, where does this evidence come from? So the ABS 2011 guidelines, which are a bit outdated, said for the management of the uh, axilla in early breast cancer, said further axillary treatment is no longer mandatory in patients who are receiving breast conservation with whole breast radiotherapy that are not postmenopausal, have T1 disease, grade 1 or grade 2 uh, cancers with ER positive and HER2 negative tumours. But uh, the key thing here is the uh, ACOSOG uh, evidence. Hira, will you talk about that? Thank you. So this is the landmark Z11 study that I'm sure we've all heard about, we've all read, and we know bits about. Now, essentially, this paper was published in the Annals of Surgery in 2010, and it looked at local and regional recurrence after central lymph node biopsy with and without clearance in patients with a positive central lymph node. This was a phase three randomized controlled trial. It was a trial to look at non-inferiority with five years of follow-up. They had about 450 patients and they randomized them to two arms. One arm had central lymph node biopsies alone and the other group of patients had a central lymph node biopsy followed by a clearance. 
they looked at T1, T2 patients, M0, M0. All patients in their cohort underwent breast conservation surgery. Um, and what they found was that 40% of patients had micrometastases or isolated tumor cells, and 60% had macromets within their sentinel nodes. Of the patients who had positive sentinel nodes and they went on to have a clearance, further disease was only found in about 27% of patients. So they're saying in the presence of a positive sentinel node, about 70% of patients will not have further disease when you go back and clear their axilla. And then they looked at the difference in the ones that they did clear and the ones that they didn't. And at a mean follow-up of six and a half years approximately, there was no difference in local recurrence and no difference in regional recurrence between the two groups. Now, much controversy surrounded this paper. The majority of these patients were older than 50. The majority had T1 tumours, which were ER positive. They received whole breast radiation and about half of these patients received adjuvant chemotherapy as well. And there's controversy about the radiotherapy fields. So while they're saying there is no difference in recurrence of disease locally or regionally, if you admit a clearance, their cohort of patients, it, it's very specific. It is over the age of 50, there's small tumors, they all received radiotherapy, and the majority of them received chemotherapy as well. And that was their five-year follow-up. Now, they've published again their 10-year update, haven't they? Yes, so uh, the Z11 was five years, but their 10-year update was published uh, again by the same group, the ACASOB group, um, in uh, JAMA um, in 2017, uh, Giuliano et al., um, and this is looking at the effect of auxiliary dissection versus no auxiliary dissection on the 10-year overall survival um, among women with invasive breast cancer and central lymph node metastases. So at 10 years, the overall survival for, for patients uh, with central lymph node biopsy alone was non-inferior to overall survival for those treated with auxiliary lymph node dissection or in, other, or, in Eng, or in the UK terminology, auxiliary node clearance. The rates of regional recurrence at six years was 0.9% for central node biopsy alone versus 0.5% for auxiliary dissection. And at 10 years, it was 1.5% for the central lymph node biopsy alone and 0.5% for the auxiliary node dissection. So in pure numbers, there was a slight increase in um, local, in regional recurrence uh, for the central node biopsy alone group. However, statistically, it was insignificant with a p-value of 0.28. So non-inferiority was upheld at 9.3 years, so just under 10 years of overall survival, with a p-value of 0.02. So what we're essentially saying is the results of Z11 are applicable to a very select cohort of patients, and this is supported by mice and ABS. And in fact, the American Society of Breast Surgeons 
issued a really nice position statement in 2011, which I think sums up everything quite nicely. And they say, you know, the results of Z11 are practice changing and we can start emitting a full auxiliary lymph node dissection, but only for very specific territory of patients. And they name these as being those with T1 to T2 tumors, only one or two positive central lymph nodes without extracapsular spread, and patients who will receive whole breast radiation, and patients who will accept adjuvant treatment whichever is recommended, hormonal, cytotoxic, or both. And they conclude by saying, you cannot apply the results of Z11 to patients with T3 tumors, those with two or more positive, those with more than two positive nodes, so three or more, patients who undergo mastectomy, and patients undergoing partial breast radiation. So what... A big criticism of Z11, which is really what a lot of uh, this evidence rests on, is that it was underpowered. So it's worth knowing about uh, trials which are actively uh, recruiting. So POSNOC is um, being held within the United Kingdom, and it's a randomized trial looking at auxiliary treatment in women with one or two central lymph nodes with macrometastasis. It started in 2014. It needs to recruit 1,900 women. It's having three arms. It's got a no-surgery arm versus an auxiliary treatment arm. And the auxiliary treatment can be auxiliary surgery or radiotherapy. The inclusion are T1 or T2 tumours, unilateral, breast-conserving surgery or mastectomy, with one or two nodes macromets only. And they expect results... Um, with five years follow-up in 2024. I think the POSNOG study, once published, will really tidy up some of the loose ends or some of the questions that we were left asking ourselves after Z11 in terms of defining the radiotherapy field, defining our patient population a little better as well. Now, nice, now let's go on to talk about who we're not treating, which exilis don't need any further treatment. And they say that exilis that we don't need to treat are patients who have micrometastases within their sentinel node or who have isolated tumor cells in their sentinel nodes. Now, this is supported by the 2011 ABS guidelines, who similarly say if the sentinel lymph node shows isolated tumor cells and or micrometastases, no further auxiliary treatment is required. So where does this uh, evidence come from? Well, there's a useful uh, trial um, back in 2009, Hansen et al. in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. Um, and this looked at the impact of micrometastasis in the central nodes of patients with invasive breast cancer. It was a prospective study done at the John Wayne Institute for Cancer. It looked at just under 800 patients with a median follow-up of 72.5 months. And it showed that patients with micrometastic micromets do not seem to have a worse eight-year disease-free survival or overall survival compared with central uh, with with um, node-negative patients. So, building on this was the 2013 IBCSG 2301 trial 
which then published a 10-year update in 2018. And this is really practice changing. They followed up, this is essentially a randomized control trial with 10 years worth of follow-up in which a group of patients had auxiliary dissection if, if they had a micrometastasis within their central node and the other group had no further auxiliary surgery. The follow-up was about 10 years and they showed no difference in disease-free survival and no difference in overall survival between the two groups. Non-inferiority was upheld with a p-value of 0.002. So just as a sort of summing up comment, neither Z11 nor the IBCSG2301 that Hira just mentioned included mastectomy patients and all received breast irradiation. In fact, about half the patients had high tangents in Z11. Hence, that radiotherapy would have captured the low auxiliary nodes and was perhaps contributory to the equivalence of the outcomes for these two groups. So, as Hira mentioned, I think the results of the POSNOC trial uh, will be very useful to, to, to further look into this. So, just to uh, summarise this uh, once again, to make this as clear as possible to the listeners. What NICE is saying is, number one, often auxiliary node clearance uh, to patients with breast cancer who preoperatively, you know, have lymph node METs. Then they're saying, offer a further auxiliary treatment after, if after central node biopsy, you found that the patient has lymph node met. So at that point, you can then discuss with them whether they have auxiliary radiotherapy or auxiliary surgery. But there are a select group of patients who fulfill the Z11 criteria uh, with lower tumor, lower grade tumors and smaller size that you may well want to discuss the risks of not having any further auxiliary treatment after breast conserving surgery. Um, and really, those are the main messages we want to get on board. Micromets and isolated tumour cells do not count as a positive exilet in this case. And essentially, the UK and American guidelines and the NICE guidelines are saying if you're going to omit auxiliary treatment, then you can do so if your patient is postmenopausal with a T1 to T2 tumour, grade 1 or 2, ER positive, HER2 negative, postmenopausal, and will receive adjuvant treatment as recommended. That's great. So that's quite a meaty topic for today, um, but I hope that gives some of the evidence towards it. We hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye.